Welcome to this episode of In the Nerd Podcast with me, Chris, your host, and I'm joined today by Chaz again. Nice you may recognize, oh, uh, <laughs> who you may recognize from the Final Fantasy episode where we nerd out hard, <laughs> hard and broad. Yeah, and uh, so we're here to talk about anything and everything you can nerd out about. And today we're nerding out about Star Wars, another one near and dear to us, man. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, so. What was your earliest memory of Star Wars? Like, how did you get into it? Yes. Well, I mean, it comes down. So we're we're late 80s kids, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, mainly 90s kids as far as what we remember from our childhood. Yeah. Um, but I, for me, it's the obvious, like, my father saying, like, okay, today's the day. I'm going to show you Star Wars, right? Yeah. So I do remember watching A New Hope for the first time with my dad and being like, wow, yeah, this is what all the hype's about, and I'm glad I'm old enough to see it and all that and stuff. And understand it and appreciate it, yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah, and and really getting sucked into it where I was like, thank God this is a trilogy, right, because there's two other movies and everything. Um, so definitely was able to nerd about it, uh, nerd out about it right away. Instantly became a fan of the X-Wings, that's, you know, mm-hmm. the X-Wing pilots, Wedge Antilles became my fair, favorite character right off the bat, and... Um, yeah, that's pretty much where where I where I go with that. But boy, since then, because that was that was pre episode one, two, and three. Yep. <laughs> where there's so many layers to it now. Um, that uh, yeah, boy, we should have come a long way with yeah. it. You know. Uh, for me, I got that little box set with the three VHSs that had the gold sleeve and everything, and had Vader on the side. You remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Did that have the extra scenes? Not in the theater yeah, ones, probably the extra too, right? Scenes, yeah, yeah both that, that, and in or no. Uh, Job of the Hut and, and yeah. Hope and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, sure. was, it was one of the first times where Lucas went back and added things. Yeah. It, I don't think they changed it so... I don't think... I think that was before Han shooting second. Oh, it was yeah. definitely pre-McClunky. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, fair. Uh, fair. Actually, funny thing. Uh, McClunky, did you see the epic rap battle? It was Luke Skywalker versus Harry Potter. Honestly, I don't really uh, see that stuff but. so so there was a great line where you know, they're they're, dis, they're dissing back and forth and luke's doing his thing and he's like you know i got best i got taught by the best in the biz and then it's ghost yoda there and he's like get funky so he goes oh so of you the end this is and then yoda goes mcclunky <laughs> okay no. yeah Gotcha. Oh, that, that, if you're a fan of Star Wars or Harry Potter or both, you have to watch this because they do it in Lego. Oh, oh, oh right, right. It's so good. Like, so they were they're able to do so much more than they could if it was just a bunch of guys in the studio. Bro, you know my girl's never seen Harry Potter on a quick tangent, so she's never seen it. But like her sister and a bunch of her family members are really into it. We did we did a marathon oh. two weeks ago, maybe. My parents have all the DVDs, and it was snowing a lot, right? Yep. And we I went through all of them, man. And it's been a while for me too, to be honest. Harry Potter's pretty dope. It's okay, you know, right? It's not Star Wars. No, so, but it was no, no, it's not Star Wars. <laughs> um, it doesn't compare to. <laughs> the first time I saw Empire Strikes Back, where it was like, yo, like they actually, man, they actually went there, right? Where they leave you on a kind of a cliffhanger and yeah. uh, and the bad guys are back in control. And yeah, and then I remember seeing Return of the Jedi with my pops for the first time at my grandparents' house mm-hmm. and being like, and just enjoying the Battle of Endor, you know what I mean? And the coming of the Jedi with Luke. Boy, boy, that was, uh, yeah, it's a long time ago now, but they, they've sure created that, <laughs> literally a universe out of all of that. It's amazing to see where Star Wars has come since then. From I think the first one came out in seventy seven, was yep. it? Yeah. You know, and just like all the all the books and the comics and everything that 
of the TV shows. You well, know? And that was his point from the beginning. Like, right from the beginning when he came out with the first movie, he said, I'm doing nine, right? Yeah. That was that was the whole thing. I'm doing three trilogies. We're going to go back and forth in and, and the timeline and everything. And so he had the idea straight from the start to kind of do it that way. And, yeah, you know, in our generation, we, we have that memory of the, the trilogy being gold, basically. And then they came out with the prequels and we're just like, man, what the, you know, what are they doing? Like, yeah. we get it. Like, now we get to see what it was like with all the Jedi and the Republic and everything else. But things like Jar Jar, things like the acting and everything else where we're like, man, like, this is not how I envisioned you know it. And- I am going to go on record here and saying I am in the minority that I don't think the actors were bad. I think the writing was bad because you look at uh, how do you make you and McGregor a bad actor? Oh yeah, no. no how problem, do you no do that? He's him. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, you've got the prequels and Birds of Prey. That's the only way you can make him a bad actor. Uh, uh, what was that movie, dude? He's even he's even has a good voice. He's in Moulin Rouge. He actually like I mean, not that I'm into that you yeah. know that's my girl again but like he actually has a great voice like yeah. i mean he, he is something else i mean what was that movie where he played the clone of the dude <laughs> where he was he, <sighs> there was a movie he was in where he played the clone of a dude it might have been called like the island or something like that yeah where he played the clone of a dude who he was made just so that in case the guy has like a heart problem or something he has a clone who has his heart so yeah. he can just take it out of the clone and, and Honestly, you're bringing up a really good point, and I think I think I appreciate because um, during during some recent snow days, also I've gone through the prequels again after what um, Filoni has done with like the whole Clone Wars universe and everything like that, and how they're broadening everything these days. Um, it, everything hits a lot harder, and yeah. it all makes a lot more sense because I would I even want to say that back when I saw those, and basically mainly between episodes two and three, where they covered so much ground, where you barely got any of the Clone Wars yeah. at all, and it was like this all happened so fast, like boom, the Jedi are gone, and boom, Anakin's bad, and it was yeah. like, yo, like how can that happen so fast that all and all you got was the romance of it, which was not great, and yeah. and 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 compared to all that you were missing, that once they filled it in with all the Clone Wars stuff, that you're just like, oh, okay, now we finally get some some placeholders on like. Everything that Obi Wan and Anakin did, and you finally yeah. get Ahsoka, and you get all this other stuff that really broadens the whole dimension. Where it wasn't just like, oh, all of a sudden, boom, Palpatine took over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that was the main thing, like you said. Uh, I think they covered too much ground. The writing wasn't great. They didn't really develop the characters, and to the point, um, it, it that so it took much seven of it wasn't of Yeah, yeah, you know? right. And like, right. but you look at even Hayden Christensen when he just had to act with his face and his presence. Like, when I saw him as Dark Side Anakin, I didn't see, uh, there's Hayden Christensen pretending to be bad. He was Dark Side Anakin. Right. You know, when Obi-Wan got that, that sudden, you know, disturbance in the Force, I didn't see Ewan McGregor trying to do what Sir Alec Guinness did. Right. Alec Guinness, right? I'm yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, because we're, we're drinking beers and my mind's on beer right now. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I, I, I agree because the main problem with Anakin being too old when he got started is he has way too many emotions already. And as annoying as it is to see acting like that, that's the whole reason why he lost it. He lost his mind basically yeah. anyway and, and got tricked by the dark side was because he couldn't control his emotions yeah. and he was, he was a little shit, right? Yeah. Like, and he also never heard the phrase, you meet your destiny. Your you meet your destiny on the path you take to avoid it. Sure, 
Sure. He he is a classic example of that. Right, because he thought he was doing the right thing. He just wanted he wanted to save he Padme. To save Padme. He, wanted, yeah. he never right. thought that by going down this path to save her, I might cause this. Yeah, you know, I agree. And, and her death was so weak. Uh, yeah, it was pretty weak. I mean, the, the coolest <laughs> thing about her death was how they stuffed her when they did the funeral procession to make it look like she died while still pregnant. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know what I wish they did as far as like naming the kids and stuff too. I wish they had to like decided that okay, it, like the two of them talked. If we have a girl, it's gonna be Leia, and if we have a guy, it's gonna be Luke. And then like when when like she didn't know they had twins until she had them, so yeah. it was like oh okay, perfect. Like we already had the names picked out. That was like that came out of nowhere. Like where'd you come up with those? Um, yeah. But I think that the most important thing is filling in the gaps made me really appreciate it more, um, especially where how important of a character for me. What I've come in like maybe the last like month or two is how important Qui Gon was and could have been. Yeah, you know where the duel of the fates was really like the fate of Anakin Skywalker, where it was like he was meant to take him on as a completely different Jedi as Obi Wan, right? Oh, yeah. Um, where Obi Wan was more of like you know uh, a strong a strong fighter, strong willed, you know, go after it, ask questions later, mm-hmm. which he passed on to Anakin, right? And Qui-Gon was more of like the father figure, some something that Anakin really needed. Yeah. And, you know, it all kind of worked out. Obi-Wan was ready to take the trials and become a knight. He was ready to take on somebody. Obviously, there was issues with Qui-Gon already. Otherwise, he would have already been on the council, right? So yeah. he didn't care about that. He just, he was ready because he was that kind of Jedi to be a father figure. And boy, it would have been a lot different if he was the one training Anakin and, and Maybe showing him a lot better how to keep his emotions in check, right? Mm-hmm. And and to avoid the dark side. Where uh, right off the bat, you got Obi Wan saying, "Oh, did we get another life, uh, uh, um, in life form, you know, on our ship?" Uh, like he said, or you know, he he didn't really want to take on somebody like that, right? Yeah. And um, and he kept saying, you know, he, he was telling Obi Wan that the, the council is saying this is a bad idea, right? And even even if you get into the Clone Wars right in the beginning, when Ahsoka shows up, and and Obi Wan's like, oh yeah, nope, this isn't for me. This is somebody for you. Like Obi Wan was not the father figure that was really no. ready to train Jedi, right? He was. He he was ready to be a general in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And I think things would have been a lot different for Anakin being the chosen one and being trained by somebody else that was more of a father figure. You know, it's it's a very interesting conundrum. And yeah. I think filling in the universe and those gaps where it was just was like Order 66 didn't just come out of nowhere. Um, you get a lot and, and, more perspective. And also, you look at what the Jedi did with Ahsoka, you know, in the yeah. expanded. Uh, it was season six, at the end of season six, and then they went into it in season seven. Right. So. If Anakin was, like, if they just said, look, Anakin, we know about you and Padme. Right. We're going to give you the option to leave the Jedi Order before we just kick you out, <laughs> you know? Like, if they, yeah. had just, if they had just said, look, you broke the rules, we're not going to take any action against you, but you can't be at, it. At the very least, it was very obvious yeah. that Obi-Wan, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, at the very least. I mean, least. It, they, they basically said that Obi-Wan knew in Season 7 when uh, Rex and yeah. uh, when Rex is standing guard. And he's like, oh, yeah. just say hi to Padme for me. Yes, exactly. Obi-Wan he knew, knew. He knew. He knew. He just, he had he just wasn't the right Jedi to, to be training to yeah. be training uh, guy, uh, people at the time or Jedi yeah. at the time. That, uh, yeah, yeah, they kind of just let it go and then, you know, it <laughs> blew up in their faces. Pretty hard. You know? Um, I think Ahsoka made the right decision to leave the Jedi Order because if everybody came after me, 
like that. I think she made the absolute right choice where she uh, said, I can't the, trust you guys yeah, anymore. They, you, they are, you already kicked me out. Yeah. And now you're, you're saying you're wrong. I mean, it took a lot for the council. Like you looked at personalities on the council. Mm. Like the only two probably who would have, you know, stood there and eaten crow like that. Probably Yoda, maybe Master Plo. Plo. Yeah. You know, like, even yeah, she Obi-Wan. Had a his- she had a history with Master Plo, too. Even so. Obi-Wan, it's questionable whether he would have been like, yeah, we were wrong. And Anakin had her back, and he's the one that cleared her. Yeah. But just not soon enough. Like, right from the beginning, he should have said, this is my Padawan. I under- I believe what she says. I got her back. Yeah. I mean, and, and he did, but just too late. Yeah. You know, too late for her to really trust the Jedi anymore. Yeah. So, in my opinion, she made the right decision. It may be what ended up saving her in the end. Like, yeah, she had, yeah. you know, she yeah. had to, she almost didn't make it with Order 66, you know. Um, but I think, I think she, she made the right decision. Yeah. So, and, and those are some of the flaws that as, as light side as they always present the Jedi, they have their flaws too, you know? Yeah. And that really brought it to light. But overall, I think to me, my main point is that the, those, the, the episodes one, two, three make a lot more sense with context. <laughs> yeah, they do. Right. Um, so I definitely enjoy them a lot more knowing all that stuff. And I think they've done a decent job kind of filling in these gaps and, uh, yeah, I don't know, yeah. uh, Disney, I don't know if they're really doing any justice for, for at least that main storyline. But some yeah. of the offshoots with the right guys in charge have been pretty, pretty dope so far. Yeah, I mean, it would be really, I, this is a pipe dream, but wouldn't it be great to see a new Disney exec come in and go, yeah, that's not canon anymore? It would be uh, nice. We gave Dave Filoni and John Favreau the keys to the castle now. Whatever they make is canon. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's how I view it at this point. Because they've done a really good job, and and I trust them more than anybody else. I mean, my goodness, those last couple movies. Yeah. (laughs) I tried watching Last Jedi again. I got half an hour into it, and I turned it off. Yeah, no, I I basically only watched them just for the sake of doing it. But, um, you know, if we're going to get a little bit more personal, you know me. My main stuff, I mean, I love the Jedi stuff. I love Ahsoka. She's probably my second favorite character overall in the whole Star Wars universe. But you know me, I'm a Wedge Antilles guy, I'm a Rogue Squadron guy, yeah. and I love that part of the alliance with um, the X-Wing pilots. That's because those are normal people. We're not talking about space wizards with plot armor. Very true, very true. <laughs> and you're right, and they're, they're they're normal people putting their lives on the line for what they believe in, and uh, and knowing that their chances of survival yeah. are, are pretty nil, especially at the time of the original yeah. trilogy. And, and, and to that point, oh, now that I mentioned plot armor... God, the plot armor in Star Wars is so strong. Yeah, yeah, true. I, I mean, like it. You, someone could argue that Wedge had plot armor, but I'll argue he was just that good. Who Wedge? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know. And and so I'm the guy who's read you know one through nine in the X Wing series, and mm-hmm. now I'm actually just realized that Mercy killed. They actually made a tenth one, so. Wedge is already like a like a re- half retired general behind a desk at that point. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I do need to read that because I didn't realize that came out a bunch of years ago. Um, but you know me, I I wish that was part of canon because that was the whole how after Return of the Jedi they got Coruscant back and Wedge reorganized Rogue Squadron when Luke gave it to him. And there's a lot of really good characters, some of them throughout the trilogy that you don't even know, Wes Jansen and and yeah. and Hobby, you know, guys that were at Hoth and, and things like that. And and Tycho was his wingman at, at at Endor. But then there's other guys like Coran Horn. You know, that has some mm-hmm. Jedi implications and, and other aliens, you know, that I, I really enjoy that part of it. And that's that's I'm not really a big reader, but when it comes to that part of the Star Wars universe, I really wish that was canon. And I wish that that was what they did with what yeah, came after Return of the I Jedi. Know. 
Um, that's kind of how I see it, but it is what it is. I still think Wedge is a I great mean, character. We're, uh, we're going to get a Rogue Squadron movie eventually. It's I'm not holding my breath almost, for it. I'm almost scared um, because I'm so into what Michael J. Stackpole and uh, Aaron Alston did in those in those books after Return of the Jedi. But, you know, if you just take it for what it is and, you know, take it as a movie, it, it, it could be all right. Hopefully it's a labor of love and not a labor of money. Yeah, let's hope. You never know with Disney, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see yeah, what happens. I mean, um, but I do, I, like you said, I do like that Wedge is basically your, your pure skill pilot that, um, he, he, in, in the main storyline, he comes in and out because the main storyline is around Luke, Luke and yeah. friends. Um, but he's the only guy who has two Death Stars on the side of his X-Wing. Uh, we, we say that every yeah. time we talk <laughs> Star Wars. I know. It's just so damn he cool. He barely deserved the first one, but yeah. you know what? He survived and that was big. Uh, he was one of else. four. Fighters that Basically. survived, right? <laughs> you know, right. So that you know that was huge, and it's a good thing he did because he was instrumental at half, and he was in- obviously instrumental at Endor too. Yeah, and and as far as I'm concerned, from there on, because you know, Rogue Squadron became a scared look from the Empire's perspective after that, yeah. knowing knowing what they'd done with just a bunch of X wings, you know. And he was even in uh, Star Wars Squadrons <laughs> on oh, the yeah, campaign. Sure. Yeah, he was yeah, in sure. one uh, mission. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the same without the same actor and stuff like that, yeah. but I don't know if he's going to be a main character in what they end up doing yeah, in the Squadron. But Doesn't the actor have uh, have some problems? I don't know. You know he's actually the uncle of Ewan McGregor, I think. Uh, oh Den- my God, Dennis, really? Dennis Lawson, the who okay, played Wedge. I, I got to look this up. I'm man. pretty that, sure. That is way too wild. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is, so... Um, we'll see what happens. I hope they don't absolutely destroy what I already have in my mind and what some of the guys wrote. Um, that pretty much I consider canon because I like it and involves Akbar and everybody else. In oh the my New god, Republic. you're right. It is his right? nephew is you and McGuire. <laughs> I told you what? <laughs> yeah, Dude, man. that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know that for me, even as a kid, where you know Luke Skywalker is this humongous hero that like obviously is one of my favorite characters too of oh, all time. Yeah. But like I just I just like how Wedge comes in and out as such an instrumental character who isn't one of the main guys. Yeah, and and you can argue that the Force is acting through him. You know, yeah, they they he, he's a very very Force strong non Jedi, but. I like to think that there are just some people out there in the universe who are that good. Yeah. Wedge, Han Solo. Right, right, know? exactly. And they do kind of touch upon that in the X-Wing series where, like, sometimes he's like, yeah, I don't I don't consider myself having any any Jedi abilities, but, like, he can, he kind of just, because of his experience, they say, you know, yeah. he, he can feel where the guy in, in the TIE Defender is going, you know, and make it happen. But, you know, there's a lot to his backstory. He has a sister that Baron Fell ends up marrying. Mm-hmm. Who, she's an actress and the Empire, Empire and Baron Fell marries her, who's like one of the top lieutenants in yeah. the Empire and stuff. And uh, in Rebels, they uh, they recruit Wedge from the uh, Imperial Academy. Yeah, right. So yeah, so it's it's to me it's it's extremely instrumental. Him and Jansen are the only ones to take down uh, one of the AT-ATs on Hoth with yep. the tow cables. Right. You know, there's a, there's a lot to it for me. And um, boy, what what a great character he is. So, um, you know, that's the main part that I really like. But obviously, all, all the main characters, you know, Luke Skywalker is a yeah. childhood hero of a lot of people our age, mm-hmm. you know. And, and honestly, Clone Wars, the, the, the whole, the whole 
um, series. Captain Rex, man. Yo, I yeah, I love how Rex and Ahsoka basically become old war buddies. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. it even even makes you not hate Anakin as much. So, yeah. You know, it's like you get a lot more of Anakin while he's still part of the New Republic and doing missions for them and stuff and yeah. helping Obi-Wan out. Like, it does give you a lot more perspective on him, a lot more positive yeah. perspective. Yeah. You find out he's not just this whiny little bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. And I have to say, too, even when those the, the, the prequel movies came out, um, there's things they did because there was such a lapse, like over 20 years between the original trilogy and when they came out with Phantom Menace. Um, so it looked technological. It looked so much more advanced than the original trilogy. However, this went back in time. So I do like, I do like to point out things that they did to make it still seem like it's back in time. Oh, like yeah. the Jedi fighters don't have hyperspace capabilities. So they yeah. have to go into the rings to go into yeah. hyperspace. And even that I like, they did things like even that. Even the holograms are a lesser. Yes, right. And they come in and out, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they did things like that to sort of make to remind you of what time period you are yeah. in the entire universe. So I did enjoy that, but I like I mentioned before, I really think that Qui Gon Jinn is a humongous um, character that unfortunately you don't get as much as you think because in the very first episode he dies. Yeah. Obviously, hopefully in the Obi Wan series we're getting, he's going to be a big factor. Because Liam think Neeson so. said. He would like to come back and play Qui-Gon again. Yeah. But I don't know if he said that too late or what the deal is. Well, I can't. I, if he's down, I can't imagine you not using him at this point. I, yeah, but, I mean, he's Liam. He's, and the big, the big yeah. thing, especially in the Filoni-verse, right, um, that they used was like the whole the whole thing of Jedi coming back as ghosts and being able to talk to, you know, and, and be in, in, the, uh, in the real world and stuff. Like, a lot of that goes through Qui-Gon because he learned about all that. Yoda ended up doing it. Yeah. You know, and, and figuring out how and, that all worked. But, and he taught uh, Obi-Wan how to do it. Right, exactly. Which was no. instrumental to learning on how to handle Luke. And, right? and here's, here's the cool thing that i don't think a lot of people brought up like some of the jedis have certain powers like if you ever played knights of the old republic mm. there was bastila and she had her battle meditation which could kind of like send her force awareness out to other people mm -hmm. i think luke had just like a natural affinity to speak to force ghosts which is why he just he just saw obi-wan he could just hear obi-wan you know I don't think there was anything necessarily that Obi-Wan could have done if Luke didn't know how to do it. Yeah, I, I you know? bet you that has something to do with it because I do see Luke that way as kind of like an all-around, well-rounded well Jedi. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of just like his special thing. Like, he had the ability to talk to Force Ghosts with zero training. Yes, it's it's interesting because they, they did make a big deal of it in Clone Wars of, of Yoda going to that one planet with yeah. the spirits there, teaching them, teaching them how to be like that be, and, and, and to set yourself up to be that kind of spirit before death. Mm -hmm. Um, they really played that up a lot, but you're right. I think, I think Luke and his, and his character overall has a lot to do with him being able to, like you said, he has about as limited, especially when you compare it to younglings and everything else that happens in, in the prequels. Luke has basically no training, right? Yeah. I, I, compared he, to he all, has all the that. most rudimentary of Jedi training, like as an adult yeah, too, by, yeah. by the, the old Republic, yeah. Uh, standards. He is not a Jedi. He is a Padawan. Right. You know? Right. right. 
I mean, his big test was standing up to Vader and I guess taking out the Emperor and all that stuff. But you're right. When it comes down to it, I mean, the, you, they always, you know, they say that kids absorb the most, you know, when they're young mm-hmm. and stuff. It's the best, it's the best way to be educated or learn language, things like that. And, and with Luke being so old, it's, it's amazing that he turned out the way he was and that he was able to resist the dark side in that way. Yeah. Especially when, when it came down to it, it was between, you know, his father and, and, and the end of the empire and things like that. Everything was hanging in the balance and a guy who basically, like you said, received rudimentary training, he was still able to figure it out. Yeah. But he was his father's son, I guess, too. So yeah. I guess that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. It just, it, and, you know, I, not to cut you off, but no, the, no. the other thing, too, with, with Padme, too, without really being broadcast as a force wielder or anything like that, mm-hmm. especially especially in the Clone Wars, she's kind of badass, too, man. She yeah. runs around with her laser gun as a she, senator, you know, trying to figure things to, out. And, she's not afraid to jump into the fight right? and get Not always in. with Anakin by her side, either. Yeah. So and, I mean, it, it was cool to see that she was a capable fighter who was fearless. Sure, but she knew when to fight with her voice mm-hmm. and when to fight with her fists, and always with the right intentions in mind. Always yeah. with democracy in mind, or always with you know nonviolence yeah. or or even diplomatic when, solutions. Even yeah. when democracy was potentially better served by reducing the democracy to end the war to preserve democracy so right, like no right. we can't give up our democracy now because then it's gone yeah you know there's no guarantee we're going to get it back and <laughs> i hate to say it she was proven right yeah, she was proven right you're right yeah so, absolutely you know the for a kid's show the clone wars was genius and much needed i mean there there, there were episodes needed. that were 100% kids yeah, episodes, especially early on you know yeah, but I mean, they did they did a really good we're job with 30 it. Thirty something now, and we can still look at it and go, "Wow, yeah, that was brilliant." Yeah, you know, it's, it's the, the way the way they made Admiral Akbar, Captain Akbar, yeah. and his fight through to the point of prominence. Yeah, and Mon Mothma's in there too. Yeah, and, yes, I I one hundred percent. Oh oh, and uh, and Bail Organa too. He's yeah. a great character. Yeah, and so important, man. Yeah, and, and I, you can understand why. Leia is the way she is when you look at his character. Right. Yes. You know? Right. Because he 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 raised her. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. And I guess so he was taken out in Alderaan, I guess, right? So yes. that's just that, you know, that's the end of him. But um very important when it comes to the old republic and and being a senator and yeah, like you said, being being a mentor for Padme and then eventually raising her her daughter. Yeah. He's a, yeah. he's a very important character. I really I really like him also. Yeah. But you I know, think that's a great point to take a break and okay. get a refill on our drinks. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll see you guys in just a minute. Hey, everybody. Chris here. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the In the Nerd podcast. If you are, don't forget to subscribe, like us, give us a rating if your app supports that, whatever it is, and reach out to us. We're on Twitter now. Uh, we'll have a Facebook soon, hopefully. Just let us know what you think. We're always trying to improve and trying to make this better so that you enjoy it more. Thanks. All right, so we're back. We got uh, got some more beers. Yes, and, uh, keep the flower power coming. So, 
Where did we leave off? Well, I guess we were centering a lot around the prequels, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that makes sense for us, because they were the big Star Wars in cinema when we were kids. I guess, I guess, yeah. You know? That doesn't really have anything to do with how, you know, how much uh, I either enjoy or see their worth in the whole universe right now. Because, honestly, when they came out, just like most people, like, couldn't stand Jar Jar, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I hated how Anakin was just kind of a passive bystander until the very end. Dude, you know what I hated so much is when they call him Annie. Oh, my God. So annoying. Oh, my God. And I get it. He's a kid. You know, I I, I know, I know. It's like how you call kids Tommy or Billy. Yeah, yo, it is what it is. That's probably what would have happened with him as a kid. But, yeah, I know. There's so many things about it that make me cringe, even back then, or mostly back then, because back then it was like, oh, man, they're not really doing this right. But, again... With them kind of, you know, putting the right guys in charge, filling them in, doing the animated series and stuff, it all makes a lot more sense. And honestly, the last time I went through the, the three, you know, episode one, two, and three, I enjoyed it a lot more. I'm yeah, not it made a lot more sense, especially with season seven of The Clone Wars out now. Yeah. It fills in so many more gaps. It does. It practically shows you where you just missed seeing Ahsoka, like in yeah. episode three. And I'm not going to lie, when I saw, when I was like... Whatever it was, halfway through season seven or something, when um, when Obi Wan was on the comm with uh, Ahsoka and he was like, he's like, oh, uh, you know, Anakin just took out Dooku, and I was like, oh, I know where that is in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's right in the beginning of the movie. So uh, yeah, so they they did they tied it in, made it make more sense, yeah. and didn't made it feel not as rushed anymore, where mm-hmm. you have a lot more going on in between the movies. And and I brought up uh, earlier Captain Rex. How awesome is it that they retconned Captain Rex's story to the yes. point where. He was in the start of the Clone Wars, and he was there at the destruction of the Death Star on the forest moon of Endor. <laughs> How awesome is that? Yeah, I, I think I think they really did a good job as far as so. What was what was nice about the Clone Wars, um, the animated series, and everything else is they basically, as far as the main armies on either side, they had clones on one side and they had droids on the other. So as far as every episode, you could have. You can have tons of bloodshed because it's a war, and it's okay because you're just killing off clones and drones, right? Or yeah. droids. Um, but what I like how they did is every so often on the episodes they did it where they actually had it. Um, they actually had the narration and 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 um, story surrounding a couple of of clones and giving them, you know, yeah, uh, their their own kind of uh, their own thoughts and their own um, personalities. Yeah, and they're, I kind of like how they did by that. their own experiences. Sure, exactly. I think Yoda said something similar to that in like the very first episode. Right, right, and and they obviously they look the same, and you know they have yeah. the same tendencies and everything else, but, but their experiences yeah. more shapes you. And they right. do little things to differentiate themselves, like like <laughs> the character fives. Right, what a good character. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it sucks that he died. Yeah. the way he died, and then Jesse died, not knowing fives was right the whole time. True. How much does that suck? Yeah, I know, I know, but I, but I do like the over, the overarching idea of giving them their own personalities and making you almost feel attached to some of them, like Rex, because he's around for so long. Yeah, and and everything where it's like, yeah, they're clones, but I mean, you know, they're different. You yeah, know? It, they did a good job with that. If if Clone Wars the series had come out before Episode Three, I might have also gotten attached to Cody because Cody was in there. Yes. But you know he ultimately betrays Obi Wan. I know. I <laughs> so it's like I can't get attached to this guy because I know, I know he's gonna shoot at Obi Wan. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know. And it was a close call with Rex and Ahsoka too. Yeah, I I didn't know I didn't know what was gonna happen with Rex because he's not in Episode Three. As- I tell you, I tell you what. So I I kind of assumed they could go either way because 
of Cody and everything yeah. else, and because it was Order sixty six in general. But I was kind of hoping it was going to be like Firefly with uh with Mal with Malcolm and 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 um <sighs> whatever her name is <laughs> his war body right um uh, oh, Gina Torres yeah. whatever her name is and and uh and so I thought it was going to be like well you know there's nothing romantic between them they're just old war buddies oh oh you know oh, what I mean oh god and, what's her name yeah um yeah uh, Alan Tudyk's character is with her. Uh, yeah, Wash's wife. Yeah. Oh my god. I- <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was, I was hoping, basically I was hoping that it was gonna end up being like that where they get, they get away together and everything else. Um, cause I like how at the end of that season they, you know, they had the clones painting their mask like Ahsoka and things like that. They did some really cool things, but it, unfortunately it was- Zoe. Zoe, yeah. Oh my <laughs> so, god. <laughs> so I was hoping it was gonna be like Malcolm and Zoe, right? Yeah. So uh, what a good episode that was where Wash is like, you want to fuck me away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they finally like, go on the yeah. adventures. And then they finally, he's like, they, they kiss. And he's like, this is too weird. She's like, yeah, never do that again or I'll kill you. Oh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was what I was hoping yeah. for. And that's basically what they ended up doing. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that's great because it could have gone, it could have obviously gone either way with yeah. how, you know, the Colons were basically embedded from the beginning. So, so I, I like how I did, how they did that. And, um, yeah, man. Just ov- overall, the personalities with the with the clones and everything, where you can have these big battles and a bunch of them get slaughtered, and it's like, okay, it's the Clone Wars. Yeah, I get it. But uh, but I'm but I'm glad they they gave personalities to a lot of the guys who were there right from the beginning. Yeah, and uh, that one stretch, it was like four or five episodes where they're on that planet, and the five hundred first, which Rex is a part of, you know, got Rex and Fives and Jesse yeah, yeah. and all them. They're all part of that assault, but they get put under that other Jedi. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the yeah, like the the frog dude. Yeah, the guy with four arms, Goro. Who is yeah, yeah, right. Who who is a powerful Jedi, but he literally just sees the clones yeah, as he, disposable. Yeah, army. and and not yeah. only that, he 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 got a glimpse of the future where the Sith are victorious. Yeah, right. And the clones are able to overpower him and execute him, like. And you know what? It's and I and I do believe it. It was a lot had to do with it because they because they worked under Anakin for so long. Yeah, they missed they missed him being their commander, which gives a lot a lot more credibility to Anakin on how yeah. he tra- how he treated them. A lot different because you know where Anakin's headed. Yeah. However, he treated him a lot better than that guy. And and like you said, because of a lot of their working with him, they were able to to, to figure that out. Yeah, and. Uh... Speaking of the five hundred first, you know about the guys, the guys who cosplay as stormtroopers. They're the five hundred first legion. Vaguely, yeah. I've got a couple friends who who do that. Really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's really cool that it went from something as just a bunch of guys getting together dressing up as stormtroopers to a bunch of guys dressing up as stormtroopers going to like children's hospitals and stuff ah. to the point where it became they became canon as Vader's fist. You know, sure, sure. That's because, pretty cool, right? Because the five hundred first goes from Anakin's clone legion mm-hmm. to Vader's fist in the Empire. You yeah, know? It, it was Quite the five hundred first division of stormtroopers. It's just like, wow. You know, true, true. And you look at the people who didn't have plot armor, circling it back. Yeah, they wrecked them. Oh my god, they got. Walked over by the stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. I guess that's kind of yeah, kind of the idea. Yeah. So I, I I like where they where they went with all that. It was uh, it was solid. I like how they tied in Mandalore too. A lot of that lore, yeah. which obviously led to things like the Mandalorian stuff now. Yep. Um. But they. But it was a lot of it was a lot of 
unanswered things from, you know, episode one, two, and three taking place over what, like yeah. 30 years? Yeah. Something like that, you know, or 20 years, something, you know, where there's yeah. a lot of stuff unsaid. There was a lot of space in between, a lot of plot arm, you know, plot holes. And, yeah. um, you know, you almost didn't even really get a good taste of Dooku either, to be honest. No, you didn't. You don't. He is so good in the Yeah, you know, and I love Chris, Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah. I, I, love, I, I love the actor. However, it just, it gave some frailty. You know, we mentioned Harry Potter at some point, too. It's also to the point where, I mean, the books are way better. Okay. A lot more. A lot the more movies are great. But, but, they, did, but yeah, they did a good job. However, yeah. the main the main thing as far as casting is concerned, and the guy who plays Dumbledore in the first two the first two movies, he's a great actor, but he's just so damn old at that point, and they replaced him because, unfortunately, rest in peace, he, he passed away. Yeah. But I just remember Dumbledore reading the books of having a lot more vitality and having yeah. a lot more than just being this really old, decrepit guy. You know, Harry was the one where all this random things happened to and he got lucky a lot. Dumbledore was like the wizard, you know? Yeah. The guy and, and that's, that's that's what Gandalf actually brought scared in. Of. Right. Yeah. yeah, like Gandalf-esque. Right. Yeah. So I just imagined him with so much more vitality that when they cast him, I can't remember the guy's name, even though I like him as oh, an actor. Uh, wasn't it uh, Richard? Uh, he's the yes. guy who sang MacArthur Park. <laughs> right. I like him as an actor, but it just wasn't right for Dumbledore that when they finally changed to the other guy, I was like, all right, this guy seems a lot more... <laughs> a yeah, lot Richard more. Harris. Richard Harris. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, nothing against him personally, obviously, uh, you know, it just, it just, it made a lot more sense with somebody else who had a lot more, who was just a lot more there. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, and I think, didn't, uh, didn't and, Sean Connery turn down the role of both Gandalf and Dumbledore? <laughs> I don't know, that's possible. <laughs> um, so as, as much as I like Christopher Lee as a character, and he was great as Saruman. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just put oh that out there. Oh my god. Um, Actually, have you ever listened, uh, on Audible, there's the children of Hurin? Yeah. By J.R. Tolkien, and it's read by Christopher Lee. Oh yeah! So yeah. literally listening to he the was book, perfect for that. I, listening to the book, it felt like Saruman the White was mm-hmm. telling me the story. Ah, you know, that's yes, interesting. You know, or at the same token, you could have, you know, depending on how big a Star Wars fan you are, you could have just imagined, like, you know, before he became Darth Tyrannus, you know. Right. Count Dooku telling you a fantastical story. Well, you could see the story of Lord of the Rings through Saruman's eyes. Like yeah. you could you could you could see that. Uh, and we'll, we'll save an Lord of the Rings yeah, oh, yeah. for another podcast. Definitely. But because we figured out about that too. Relating all these, you know, science fiction fantasy stories, yeah. um, you know, that's that's kinda how I felt with Christopher Lee being Dooku, especially after going through the Clone Wars, where I was like, man. Like, he's not this just old guy who, like, you know, all of a sudden Palpatine betrays and it's like, uh, whatever. Like, yo, he was very instrumental in the Trade Federation getting their stake and, uh, and you know, um, being an arm of Palpatine while he's still kind of in hiding, right? Yeah. You know, and betraying the Jedi and everything else. Like, he had a lot of history and a lot of stuff going on and it was this... I just did, I didn't buy how strong he was with Christopher Lee at this point of his career, you know? Yeah, unfortunately, but, but the Clone Wars really did old. Yeah, but the and Clone Wars really, really... Fix that. Yeah, you know? they they showed that. Yeah, he's an old dude, but he was powerful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it uh, makes more sense why Anakin didn't stand yeah. a chance against him. The first and time. Sean Connery did turn down the role of both Dumbledore and Harry Potter. Uh, Dumbledore and Gandalf. <laughs> Sean Connery. Wow. Yeah. Like that would have been that one out. Yeah, that would have been a different dynamic, but not necessarily bad. I guess. No. I mean, he always brought a lot of energy, even when he was uh, Henry Jones Sr. I know. He brought a lot of energy to that, too. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Anyway, we yeah, can go anyway, into that. Yeah, yeah, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, my God. We got so many episodes we can record. <laughs> goodness. But, yeah. So, that's kind of how I feel about that casting slash, yeah. like, how Dooku is kind of just here and there in the movies also. Well, and also, you, you compare it to what Christopher Lee could accomplish physically versus what they had already established yeah. for a lightsaber. Like, you look at the lightsaber duel of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul. Right. And then you do Obi-Wan and Anakin versus uh, Count Dooku. Christopher Lee couldn't pull off that stuff. There's yeah. only so much computers exactly. could have done at that time. It, yeah, How you on know? earth could he possibly take on both of them? From the human actor's perspective. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Christopher Lee turned in a great choreographic performance. Right. It worked. But, <laughs> but like, everyone was doing all these jumpy, flippy, spinny moves. Yeah. And then you get to this this duel between the three of them and it's like uh no flippy spinny dually you know i know it's kind of the problem i have with um when when mace windu comes to arrest Palpatine and he just like jumps up and takes out like the three jedi with them and it's like well those those are also no name jedi yes and no i mean with mace windu wouldn't bring he would bring the most powerful like you would think the most powerful powerful of those who were available i I guess i guess you know if if yoda was there and not on kashyyyk you bet your ass it would have been Yoda and Mace Windu walking in there and taking out I Darth Sidious. I assume, but but Yoda couldn't take him on by himself. Well, well that, by that's himself. that's the thing. Mace Windu couldn't take him on by himself, and Yoda couldn't take him on by himself. Yes and no. But the two together, I think Windu did beat him. But Anakin, he did. Anakin yeah. was there. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, but. that's that's because Mace Windu kind of like. He he kind of tapped into the dark side a little bit. He had an understanding of it. But he never believed in Anakin, and I think if he even had a shred of having Anakin's back at That's any point, a good that point. whole scene could have gone differently, right? Yeah. He ne- he, and he was right. He ended up being right, but like he, he never, was right for all the wrong reasons. Right. Though. He never he never had his had his back. I mean, Yoda really didn't really either. He reluctantly yeah. said, "Okay, Obi-Wan, Yo, Yoda, Yoda accepted him, but he never embraced him." Right. And, and that was the, I guess that was the did. biggest failing of the Jedi Council. No one except needed, Obi-Wan needed accepted Qui-Gon. him. Yeah. Well, Obi-Wan did, but because of Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon said with his dying breath, this is what I want you to yeah, do. And he said, but, okay, I'll do it. But eventually they grew into, they became yes, brothers. Yes, oh, of course, of course. You know, so, so literally the still, only one the on end, the it still council. Wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough at the end. Yeah. He still succumbed to the dark side. You're right. They became war buddies and almost like a father figure and everything yeah, but like I, that. Also, but. imagine how much different, how how different things would have gone if if Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, and Yoda rolled into Palpatine's office. Sure, sure. Obi-Wan probably could have talked Anakin down from the edge of the dark side. Yeah. I mean, maybe not, maybe not. Especially with Mace Windu there. Yeah. But, but at least if the two of them went off fighting, then Mace Windu could have took care of Palpatine. Yeah, you know? and, yeah. And, potentially, and potentially, yeah, Anakin does get killed, or Obi-Wan gets killed, and you still have to deal with, in effect, Darth Vader, but... Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know I know what you mean. It, it, you it's, mean. it's crazy, all the what-ifs in Star Wars. It, <laughs> I know. It kind of makes know. it so awesome, <laughs> you know? I know, because the entire original trilogy could have been completely different if Anakin oh, yeah. didn't succumb. Right? Yeah. Or if Qui-Gon survived. Or, yeah. yeah. Or or if Han Solo had said, no, I'm not going to take it fair. <laughs> yeah. Right, they were <laughs> stuck on Tatooine, right? Yeah, who? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's true. It's true. But the Force, the Force has its ways. And as much as they believed in Anakin being 
the chosen one and and the one to bring balance it took him it wasn't until he defected and made things worse that he finally did take out the emperor right yeah i mean he was the one to take out palpatine the main sith at the time and, and he just had to make things way worse before it happened. And, and in essence he didn't bring balance to the force because no, because who was left after he did that? Well, th- there were there were yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there was right. only a Jedi left. There was only light side he at that point. Hundreds of Jedi. Yeah, before that. yeah. No, you're right. And you're right. So the one cool thing I will give the sequels is if you have Force oh, no. Ghosts. No, no. Okay, it, this, yeah, this is one thing. If you <laughs> have if you have Force Ghosts, why can't you have Force Zombies? <sighs> That that's the one cool I don't thing. Know. Zombies and ghosts are different things, though, right? They are, I but I mean, they. Tr- I think what, they tr- what what is like the opposite of a force ghost? Like a force ghost is a force spirit with no body. Yeah. What's the opposite of that? What would the dark side equivalent be? A force body with no spirit. They really, they really tried to address because there was a lot of issues. Like, how come sometimes Jedi um, disappear when they die, and sometimes they just die and you gotta burn yeah. them? Like, they, there was a lot of things that they tried to express, and they they tried to do it through the Clone Wars and Yoda finding that planet that Qui Gon yeah. found and everything. And it was like, okay, this is why you have to prepare yourself before you die to to be able to come back afterwards. Yeah. Um, or you have to sacrifice yourself. Like they really tried to explain that, but you're right, it's not it's not bulletproof. It's yeah. not I, a I perfect just, solution in my mind. I don't I know. I just think everything we know about Star Wars is like there's a lot of balance, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for everything the light side can do, the dark side can do the opposite of. You know, in a, yeah. in, in effect. Yeah. You know, not exactly, not literally, but but there's some kind of balance. Yeah. Oh. So so it kind of makes sense if the light side version of life after death is a force ghost. Why wouldn't the dark side oh, be a force oh, oh. zombie? I don't know why. Why did they decide to make Darth Maul like not be dead? Like I don't know. I, I mean, mean, they chopped them in half. <laughs> I know, I know. But so it the, did the some really cool stuff, though. Totally agree. And and oh the dynamic God. between Darth Maul and Ahsoka is actually pretty dope because oh, at some yeah. point in that last season of Clone Wars, they do they are fighting for the same thing. And she believes they're just them fighting when, for it from opposite sides. Exactly, and yeah. she understands what he's saying when he's saying, "Yo, there is another force," and I know because he used to be my master, and he's about to change everything. And she knows he's telling the truth. Yeah, but you, obviously they can't join forces, but because they're on opposite sides, you're right. Um, but it is interesting, yeah. right? I, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give I'll give the sequels credit where credit is due. Now, unfortunately for them, credit's not due hardly at all. Barely, man. Barely. <laughs> but yeah. the idea of a force zombie is sure turned Luke cool. Skywalker into a freaking wuss. Well, not even a wuss. They just ruined him. He comes. He comes to a little bit before he goes. You know that when when he was fighting him on that weird planet, and it turned out that he was yeah. a hologram and all that. Like, yeah, was, that was kind of badass. But I was like, man, they just yeah, it's too yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. We won't go into that because yeah. as we always, we are traditionalists when it comes to a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, that's okay, because I don't think... I, to be completely honest, what's today? February 2021? Yeah. I think they're going to re- try really hard for those three movies, those three stories, to not become part of canon. Yeah. Uh, I really think that that's going to be something to happen in the future. <laughs> We're saying it here first, but I just think it could be an alternate universe, kind of like Star Trek did when they started making movies again. Yeah. And they just said, everything from Star Trek is here, but like it's an alternate universe. You know, Don't yeah. try to tie it in with that. I think that's going to be the way, because... Oh, yeah, the one no, with Chris no Pratt and Chris Hemsworth. Or not Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris... Uh, Pine. Pine. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Where they were saying, like, listen, this takes place in the universe, but it's an alternate universe. Yeah. Like, we're going to... we're gonna, This yeah. way we can do whatever we Time want. Time travel messed it up. 
Exactly. And they, yeah. they did that in the very first movie they did with, with Spock. And they said, okay, like, this is explaining why this is, this is able to happen. We can pretty much do whatever we want. And I think that's the way they're going to go because, I mean, I, I think, at, at I think point, most diehard fans to. are like, what the hell did you do? Thanks yeah. a lot, Disney. So, I, I, I think they have to. The backlash after The Last Jedi yeah. and Rise of Skywalker. I mean, oh. I know, I know. And you know what? The, where The Mandalorian ended at season two is going to lead to pretty much doing wherever they want it. Now they brought in Luke Skywalker so they can say, this is where his part of the story, the main part of the original Star Wars, that's where this is going. And now the Mandalorian can go and, try and to bring back Mandalore what, or the Darksaber or whatever they want to do. What a great final episode. Mm. Oh my god, like, you, you look at how hard those non-Jedi characters had to fight against those Death Troopers. Right. 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 It's just like... And it made so much sense that Moff Gideon was literally shaking, because this is not very long removed from when Luke took out Darth Vader and the Emperor, yeah. as far as everybody knows. Yeah. Darth Vader took out the Emperor, but as far as the Empire, whatever's left knows, yeah. Luke Skywalker took out Darth Vader and the Emperor. Yeah. He's shaking in his boots, and, and not only amazing. That, he tried he, to kill himself. Not only that, he walked through all his right. amazing Death Troopers, right. and it, and it kind of gives you a little more context for the Clone Wars, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, holy shit, imagine if we didn't have the Jedi on our side for the Clone Wars. Yeah. You know, like, you look at the way they just walked Palpatine through all those droids. And, and there, there is a lot of, like, the, the Jedi hurt more than they helped because they didn't see what was coming and a lot of times they're found on the wrong side. But like you said, if they weren't there at all, how much earlier would Palpatine have just completely taken over? Yeah, and he would have he would have risen know? as Dark Sidious, the Conqueror, yeah. instead of, yeah. you know, Emperor Palpatine, uh, the, the Chancellor who is now... Saved us and reorganized right. our Senate. The fact that the Jedi were there made him, quote-unquote, play by the rules and slowly bring himself up in the Senate and become more powerful and become the Chancellor and They, they made else. him legitimate through democracy and right. through vilification of themselves. Yeah, and, and the normal corruption that yeah. there is when it comes to government. And yeah, yeah, that's how. but that's how he had to do it. It would have been a lot easier if it wasn't for the Jedi yeah. snooping around all yeah, the if, time, if, right? he, if he had just conquered the Old Republic with his battle droids... Right. It would have been completely different. I would think so too. And he got and, Dooku and, on his side and everything else. And we else. see in The Mandalorian in season one, yeah. just like, we see the Mandalorians come in and they just take out these droids. <laughs> yeah. And, and that brings up something really cool. Also, like, the Mandalorians, like, they, their whole culture was fighting, right? Basically. Waging war. So, everything they did, every piece of gear they had was designed to fight Jedi. Yeah. So yeah. when you see the Mandalorians walking through these droids, they're basically non-force users on the level of Jedi. Like it, that's freaking crazy. Yes. You know, yes. like like you look at you know they have jetpacks. Why do they have jetpacks? Because a Jedi can jump really high. Right. They need jetpacks to fly up and meet them. You know why do they have the the uh, flamethrowers? Because Jedi like to get in close. They need to create distance. Right. And their armor can reflect basically laser bolts and things like that. Where the Jedi can can just deflect them with their lightsaber. They need a way to defend themselves. The the Beskar can stop lightsabers. Right. Pure Beskar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw that at the end of of The Mandalorian Season 2. 
Yeah, yeah, they really, they really set it up in that way. So I, I'm interested to see where they go from here uh, now. Well, you know what? We've got a few minutes left. Yeah, we got about you know five minutes left. Okay. What do you think we're gonna see in season three of The Mandalorian? Let's make some bold predictions. All right. I'm just to not go in that direction based on all the crazy stuff going on with firing actors and actresses. Uh, and yeah, right we're now. we're not gonna get into I, the politics yeah, of that I, at all. I. Honestly, have no idea at this point now. Um, if we if we put all that aside, yeah, and just ignore and just all that, forget that Disney has basically disgraced themselves at this point. Uh, um, <laughs> in <yeah>. my opinion, <laughs> but listen, put all that aside. Where would they go if everything was still equal yes. at the end of the very last episode when Luke shows up? I honestly, I can only imagine that. The, the, the fact is, Grogu was great for the first two seasons. This is this is the hope of the Jedi coming back. Luke comes and take him. Yes, all the old school fans are glad that Luke's still heading, you know, the, the new Jedi Order and everything. And now, I think, because we have issues that are lingering between the Darksaber and things like that, I think this frees up the main character now to be more mission worthy with Bo-Katan and say listen now it's time to address Mandalore yeah. I think I think because it's also called the Mandalorian I think now it's time for them to address where the man everything with Mandalore ended up and cool that it, that it ties in with Ahsoka and a lot of things yeah. that they did at the end of the Clone Wars but I just think that now it's their time to say okay now I'm freed up I got the kid off my back he's with where he's supposed to be the Jedi Order starting with Luke Skywalker the way we always imagined it would yeah after you know people started writing books after after Return of the Jedi I think now it's time for him to really turn his sights on Mandalore I I assume yeah. so you know I'm gonna make a prediction about something we're gonna see early on okay right we are going to see a Din Djarin Bo-Katan fight for the dark saber, or for just, the dark saber. Okay, so it's it's they're basically showing that that's what needs to happen. Yeah, for some reason. So so the way I'm thinking is in Rebels, Bo-Katan was given the dark saber by Sabine. Right. Right. So I think the reason her rule failed was because she didn't earn the dark saber, and everybody Fair. just kind of agrees that. You Fair. Know? Yeah. She 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 because was they're making a it. big deal about it right yeah. now that it has to be won in battle yeah. and obviously so, it wasn't for her so. yeah okay so here's what i'm thinking is going to happen right they're going to get wherever they're going you know maybe they'll get to a secret mandalorian base preparing for mandalore and she's going to be like hey din you got the dark saber right he's like yeah i got it right here he's like okay you still got that best guard spear yeah toss it to me okay now let's fight for the dark saber and he's going to get his ass kicked and everyone's going to be like, yeah, by Bo-Katan. And everyone's going to be like, wow, it, it, you, why'd you just let her win the fight? And he's going to be like, I didn't. She just, she legitimately kicked my ass. She is pretty badass. I mean, I can, yeah, That's, she's and, been through a lot too. And I, I just think that would be cool for what we know of Din Djarin. So you think that's going to happen early on? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think I think it's going to be an early thing because Bo-Katan wants that back. She wants it now. Yes, and she's also she's also pulling the fight in, into going back yeah. and, and fixing Mandalore. Yeah. So, do you think is that going to turn him on to helping her do that, or turn yes. him off and having him go? No, in the I I think I think it's going to be the thing where she beats him. Yeah, and she's going to be like, you know, the rules of Mandalorian combat say I have to kill you, but I'm not going to. But you're going to work for me, and he's going to be like, okay, let's do it. I accept this. Yeah, because he's probably down to do something about yeah what's going on there. I mean, anyway. I mean, he's he's basically given up on the ideas of Death Watch mm-hmm. that he was raised into. Right, 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 right. So 
you know, he, he, he has to forge his own Mandalorian path now. Yeah. And I think starting with breaking the tradition of dying in one-on-one combat like this is a great start for that. That's fair. That's fair. I, 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 I do, think that would be cool. I do believe that's the direction it's got to go in now because, especially since it's the same guys who, who handled, you know, local Clone Wars and, and how they ended up finishing that whole series, you know, a, 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 with Ahsoka specifically, but she also, she basically, because she walked away from the Jedi Order, she started helping them figure out the whole Mandalorian yeah. situation, but Darth Maul was, in, was engaged with that too, but... Yeah. So I think that I think that's the logical conclusion on a show called The Mandalorian that they're yeah. going to get to that eventually. Bo-Katan is a big character. Oh, I can see that. Now here's a good question. Yeah. Are we going to see Han Solo's love interest from the Solo movie because she worked for Darth Maul? Yeah. What was her name? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, hold on, I gotta look this up. I saw I saw, I saw <laughs> Solo at the drive-in and it was like. It was like I the couldn't midnight even, show. And... I couldn't even see. Yeah, well, it's so stupid, man. Up in High Park, the, the drive-in has like has like the concession stand, and they yeah. have all these floodlights and stuff. And it's like I can't even see on the dark movies, like space movies. I can't even see what's going on. But anyway, um, so I, for for those who aren't aware, a drive-in theater is an old American holdover <laughs> where you drive your car into a place and they project the movie on a big outdoor screen. Right. And we're lucky enough in the Hudson Valley of New York to have two of them close yeah. by. Yeah, really. Uh, her um, name was Kira, by the way. Yeah. Q-U apostrophe R-A. To be completely honest... Or my, Q-I, excuse me. Q-I apostrophe R-A. Okay. My, my complete honest answer is I don't know if they're going to try to make her some important character or not. You would think that a that a former love interest of Han Solo would be a pretty big deal. Well, again, she did work for Darth Maul. Yeah. After they killed uh, Vision, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Bettany. I I know I know. You know she's he, so she much went time to has work passed directly for Darth Maul. So much time has passed since because Solo took place well many years before. Solo took place what like 10, 15 years before. Before New Hope? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's pretty far from, from when the Mandalorian is. But well, still, I guess 20 years, I guess. But still, you know, Darth Maul, Darth Maul gets captured by Ahsoka. Now there's a power vacuum. She could step in it and go, yo, guys, I'm running this now. It's possible because we... Obviously, it's possible because we don't know, you know? what ended up happening. And, her, and how cool would it be if, like, the first thing they have to do to take Mandalore back is take down this last holdout of Darth Maul's criminal empire? And it's her. Right? I can see that. I can see that. That would be cool. Yeah. So. Hey, man, literally nothing is beyond their imaginations at this point. I think think when it comes to the Clone Wars slash Mandalorian and stuff, those are the people who should be continuing the canon stuff right now. Yeah. No doubt. And I I think most hardcore Star Wars fans would agree with us. So. Um, And you know what? Nothing nothing is, is beyond possible. And I think that's... Another perfect place to end this episode. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll be interested to see what they end up doing. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a, uh, a Mandalorian Season 3 Episode 1 recaps, uh, spoiler cast. We can do that. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah, after we see where they end up going. Yeah. Because really, it's pretty up in the air right now actually, for a multitude of reasons. Actually, depending on what you want to do, maybe we'll say right now we'll do Season 3 post-episode podcasts. You know, maybe as like a separate, you know. Oh yeah, just after special each thing. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, awesome. Sure. All right, all right. So uh, look out for that. You know, 
And uh, thanks for joining us again. Yeah, you know, of course, I really man. appreciate it. You know, <laughs> I can talk about this stuff all day. Oh, I'm sure we're going <laughs> to talk about it again because we barely scratched yeah. on all we've the. Very, we've been very broad and vague yeah. so far. So. I mean, I I, I want to get into the big nitty gritty of like the X wings versus the Tie Fighters and oh, stuff. Oh goodness! Oh uh, yes. yeah, because because we have talked at length. I know about that. You know. Yes, I agree. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed and. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening.